0: This is episode 16 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. In this podcast, we focus on emotional avoidance. We learn what emotional avoidance is, how emotional avoidance is related to overeating, and you come away with a doable, helping you to accept your emotions. Let's get started. This is the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast, and I'm Kim McLaughlin, your host. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, inspirational coach, speaker and best selling author. I help people feed their soul by putting food in its proper places nourishment and I help them develop more functional ways to nurture themselves. We're going to continue talking this week more about emotions, and today it's going to be about emotional avoidance. If you remember on week 14, we talked about do you eat your emotions, and week 15, we talked about what are emotional triggers. With this week, we're talking about emotional avoidance, and I think that we have to really look at why we might avoid our emotions, avoid feeling them, because I think we've learned over time that it might make us safe. And I'm going to raise some ideas about why you might have emotional avoidance and then what you might do about that. We can also see, as we've been talking all these weeks about emotions, that there is this connection around emotions and food. But I think if you look at emotional avoidance, you really can see that it's connected to a bigger picture than just connected to food. When we look at emotions and emotional avoidance, we look at emotions are information. What they do is they tell you how you're doing. And it tells you, these emotions tell you what's going on inside of you. I think of emotions as just A part of the human experience. It's what we have that goes on inside of us that makes us humans. And the fact that we have to feel them and work through them is just that part of being human. It's not any different from what everybody else feels. And I think we often feel alone when we have these emotions. We think that we're the only one experiencing them. And I want to keep bringing out this idea of emotions out into the forefront, because I want you to start embracing the emotions and seeing what they can mean for you, because I actually think that emotions are about information. They tell you something about what's going on for you that can help you really Make some course corrections in your life. Say no to people around you. Maybe make peace with something that's happened in the past because these emotions are telling you something. And really, sometimes we don't know that emotional language. And once we start learning what that emotional language is, then we can embrace those emotions, listen to what they're telling us, and then decide what we're going to do about them. I think one reason why we tend to avoid emotions is because we tend to think that they're negative. We tend to think that they're not how we want to feel and we really want to move away from them. I think we all come up with what emotions are negative, which emotions we want to steer clear of. And everybody's different as to what they think are their emotions that they want to Stay clear of. And then they also have a different opinion about what are positive emotions. I think you could actually take the negative, what are negative emotions, and you could put a quote around negative. What are quote-unquote negative emotions? And then what are quote-unquote positive emotions? Because there's not a universal definition that I think everybody buys into. And this is now the opportunity for you to start looking at how have I avoided my emotions and maybe I've been avoiding emotions because I think they're negative and I think that there's something that I don't want to allow to be a part of my life. When we're only well let me put it this way when we're not allowing these emotions to come through we're not fully functioning. Adults, and I think fully functioning adults, we have a full range of emotions. Actually, I think children too, they have a full range of emotions. They can't always express it. Actually, they can express it more um, concretely than we can. But what we want to do is to look at what are each of our ideas of negative emotions. And one of the things I thought could be helpful for all of us to do is for you to look at. And wonder what are the emotions that you think are quote unquote negative emotions. What are the ones that you feel pain over, you try to avoid, you don't want to acknowledge or you want to stand clear of? What are those? Often people will say something along the lines of their negative emotions might be anger, sadness, frustration, fear, terror, overwhelm, um, anxiety. Those are feelings that are negative and then when we term them as negative, we want to avoid them and we want to steer clear of them. And so we don't embrace them. And when we're going to be a fully functioning, fully embracing human, those are part of the human experience. Then the next part is figuring out And acknowledging what are those feelings that you think are, quote unquote, positive feelings. What are the ones you want to go towards? And you just say, these are the only feelings I want to have. If I can't feel these positive feelings, I don't want to acknowledge any feelings at all. Often those positive feelings can be, uh, generally it's happiness or excited or joyful or ecstatic. All those kind of feelings we will call positive. And we'll move towards those sometimes at the expense of what we also think are negative feelings, right? Steering clear of those negative feelings. I think a question that we should ask ourselves is why would we want to avoid those feelings? Or why would we want to avoid any feelings anyway? And I, I want you to think about the idea that it makes sense why you would avoid feelings that you find negative. And you probably tell yourself in one way or another that by avoiding these feelings or not embracing these feelings, you're keeping yourself safe in a certain way emotionally safe and you're out of emotional harm you're out of feeling emotionally bad or sad and you probably really decided this a long time ago probably when you were a kid or when there was a trauma or when there was something that led you to feel upset or uncomfortable and it's a decision that we've made and then we keep allowing the world to embrace that or, or say that since i felt horrible when i felt so sad that was upsetting to me and i don't like it i don't want to feel sad anymore and we keep that mindset and then avoid that that feeling that emotion so why is it that we would avoid feelings one reason might be that we have a hard time facing them right if we go through a long time of telling ourselves that we don't like those feelings, then it makes it harder to feel it. Over time, we begin to disown those feelings and not embrace them and not embody that feeling. So that makes it hard to face them. Another reason why we might avoid feelings is that it's hard to feel them. You know, really feeling those feelings deeply, can feel so uncomfortable. I even wrote down in my notes, it said, it can feel horrible to have those deep feelings. I think about times, um, you know, people call it sometimes that ugly cry, that cry that's just that deep, sobbing, sorrowful cry, that it feels painful to do that. It feels physically kind of gut-wrenching. I know anytime I've had those kind of cries, I my body feels... Like I've kind of been punched in the stomach. My eyes get all red and I'm all upset and I feel overly tired and I feel kind of overloaded when I've had that kind of a very um, intense sadness. So yeah, it's hard to feel them. And it makes sense why you might want to avoid them. Another reason why you might avoid feelings is no matter how hard you try to avoid them they still show up so you might be engaging in a lot of behavior and a lot of kind of trying to not have these feelings and gosh darn it if they don't show up anyway they show up in a way that is unexpected i think about it like if you have a feeling today the reaction to it or the the way you express it might come up later such as like when we're um upset throughout the day and things are happening at work that are upsetting to us and we don't express how upsetting it is to us, then we go home and we're, um, over something really little, we're upset with our kid. And, you know, you can see that whatever your kid has done is not really reaching the level of anger that you're feeling or the anger that you're expressing. That would be us trying to avoid the feeling and then it shows up later. What we find is that when we're avoiding these feelings, the feeling might not show up, the feeling that you have, but actually what ends up showing up is anxiety. And the anxiety from not expressing what's really going on can actually end up feeling worse than if you had just expressed the feeling to begin with. So we think we're doing such a good job by avoiding the feelings, but... We end up feeling worse and actually feeling more, um, let's say you're feeling angry and you don't express it, you hold it back and hold it back. Well, then you feel anxiety for not expressing what's going on and then now you have that anger plus that anxiety. It just builds upon itself and builds upon itself. There has to be then kind of a mechanism that we use to avoid these feelings And it can be helpful to break that down so that you can start noticing when you're in the process of avoiding your feelings. So, how do we start, or how is it that we avoid these feelings? Partly it comes from what we tell ourselves. We tell ourselves that this situation isn't that bad, it's not that horrible. I'm not really upset. Um, It didn't really happen. We go into these kind of thoughts in our head of avoidance of what really was in front of us. And we tell ourselves things that make us not recognize the feeling and not recognize what's going on. Another way that we avoid the feelings is we listen to what others tell us. People will tell us things like, oh, it's not that bad. There's no need to cry. Why don't you toughen up? There's nothing to be upset about. These things that others tell us will lead us to deny these feelings and most especially if you hear that as you're growing up, you're going to then hold back, have those feelings and that then is a clear reason why you're not allowing yourself to have feelings when you're older. So that's another thing to think about is that we avoid feelings sometimes because of what other people say to us. Another way we avoid the feelings is that we have this negative association with feelings. Remember we talked earlier about these negative feelings and we then tell ourselves these are negative feelings and that we want to cut ourselves off to them. We want to shut them down because they're negative and We then begin to think that because they're negative feelings or what we term negative feelings, that we don't wanna feel them. So we shut down to them. Another way that we avoid feelings is we just don't put ourselves in situations where we can feel hurt or vulnerable. If you just shut yourself off to relationships, you're not gonna have as many feelings. You might have a feeling about not being in a relationship. But I got to tell you, the feelings being in a relationship can be really tough. It's really tough having a relationship with somebody else because through that relationship, feelings start showing up. And one way to avoid feelings is just to shut ourselves off to being hurt or vulnerable. Another way that we avoid feelings is we numb. We in our society do a lot of things that are numbing. We watch television is a super numbing kind of experience. I can't tell you how many times, well, I've done it. I think maybe many of you have. I know clients that I talk to talk about coming home and using the television to numb, to just end the day by just laying down in front of the television and spending hours and hours watching shows that you don't necessarily like. You can also find numbing happening in all of the social media that's going on with iPods and iPhones and Facebook and internet watching and YouTube that we are often really numbing ourselves and avoiding feelings and avoiding life actually by being in social media. So that's another thing to think of that that's how we numb our feelings Another way we avoid our feelings, it's just telling ourselves a situation isn't true and that we didn't really see what we saw. We'll find this happens a lot in trauma and in catastrophes where there's something that happened and it's a lot of emotions that have come up. And we might tend to avoid the feeling and just tell ourselves that it's not true and how we're feeling isn't appropriate to what's going on. We have a lot of times in California here where we've had multiple cities that have been burnt down. And a lot of therapists have talked about how people have really um, kind of cut off from those emotions associated with those fires and having houses burnt down because it's just too painful to feel them. And, and that's what we're talking about is that we're avoiding feelings. When I say that we're avoiding feelings, I'm not saying that it's not always um, appropriate for a certain amount of time. When we're in catastrophe or we're in trauma, there's a reason why we might shut down. But then are you then able to begin to fully feel all of those feelings and that emotional avoidance might continue on? And that's when there's a problem. Another way that we avoid feelings is we have what I think of as anticipatory avoidance, fearing that the worst thing might happen. So you might say, what's the worst thing that could happen? And you don't like that. So you don't even engage in what you're doing because your your fear is holding you back from the fear of what could happen or how you might feel in a situation. And that is a way of stopping yourself from moving forward with what actually might be to your benefit. Lastly, I think that, One huge way that we avoid feelings is by overeating. And this idea of using food to numb and to begin to move off of feelings is huge. And that's obviously what I talk about a lot in this podcast. When I talked earlier about those um, other shows we've done on emotions, we've talked about this in depth about emotions and how they show up in overeating. And they show up, I think of a lot of the feelings that show up that we try, the reason why we're overeating is we're trying to avoid feelings like boredom, loneliness, sadness, overwhelm, anxiety, anger, frustration. Lots of those feelings are feelings that we would often term as negative, and so we'll overeat to avoid those feelings. We had talked, I think it was, it was week 14, we talked about Wondering if you're an emotional eater, so do you use food in order to avoid those emotions? And we had a whole quiz. This was in week fourteen, and I'll have the link to the the quiz in this um, in the show notes for this for this podcast. But there's some things to think about again. If you're an emotional eater, the quiz had questions like: Do you eat more when you're feeling stressed? Do you eat when you're not hungry? Or when you're full? Do you eat to soothe yourself when you feel sad, lonely, bored, or anxious? And there were a lot of other questions about food that were in this emotional eater quiz. And I encourage you to look at it if this might be coming up for you that you're using food to avoid your feelings. So we've talked about emotional avoidance, why would you avoid feelings, and how we avoid the feelings. Now I think it's important to look at how we're going to accept those feelings and move into them and accept even the tough ones, the ones that you might call negative. Negative feelings are part of this human experience. We've kind of gone over that in depth. But dealing with feelings are part of being human and this happens for people that have eating issues and that don't have eating issues. So how do we learn to accept our feelings? Feeling uncomfortable is tough, and it makes sense why you would want to avoid those feelings. And people tell me that they're concerned that if they have these feelings, that they're afraid that the feelings will never stop, that they're going to just, the feeling will just go on and on. I've heard repeatedly from people um, with anger that they'll tell me that, You know, if I start to feel this anger, I'm afraid it will never stop. People will say that around sadness. If I start to cry, I think I'll never stop crying. People will say that around anxiety. If I start to feel this anxiety, I'll never stop feeling this anxiety. But the truth is, is when we suppress these feelings, that's when they become out of control and that's when they become bigger than what they really are. The more we embrace them, The feeling goes away. It won't last for forever. And what you just need is more ideas about what you can do in order to move through those feelings in a way that helps you feel empowered. Hi, everyone. This is Kim, and my book is out. Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, a six-step system to peace with food is live. I recommend you get it. It has all my six components of feeding your soul, as well as my own story. Pick it up now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Thanks. So I wanted to give you some steps to start accepting your feelings. First is recognize the feelings. Of course, we say this all the time, is accept them, don't deny them, don't ignore them, but give them a name. Just notice what they are and recognize them. Talk with people you trust. It can be friends, people that you trust, elder, a minister, family members, people that you feel close to that you feel safe with. So the important thing with when you're talking with people about your feelings and about these emotions is talk with people you trust and people who are safe. Don't just talk with just anybody, but really be careful and conscious about who you allow to share these with. Another way to accept your feelings is to take an emotional health break. And that really is about Allowing yourself to feel these feelings in a safe place, in a safe way. It could be alone. It could be with a trusted person. You could go out in nature. You could go to a movie, listen to music, walk, have some kind of movement, journal, meditate. The reason why I talk about all these things, everything on that list I just said, are things that I do myself. And sometimes I do them all in the same day. I. Um, take these emotional health breaks by going and taking a walk or going to a funny movie where I can just kind of get in touch with how I'm feeling. Sometimes actually I'll watch a sad movie in order to connect with my sadness. I do this a lot with music, is play music that expresses the feeling that's going on for me so that I can really embrace it. I also love to journal about feelings and ask myself questions in my journal about how I'm feeling and really have that dialogue to get it out and get it onto the paper. Another way to accept your feelings is to really evaluate your situation and look at the thoughts that you're having, which will give you clues to what you're telling yourself. The thoughts lead to those feelings and so when you start to feel that feeling you can check in inside and say well what am I telling myself what's going on like something like feeling anxiety is you might be telling yourself that this is a dangerous situation I shouldn't be going there and then you feel anxiety well then once you notice the thought then you can do something about it and wonder Am I really not safe? Is there really a reason to be anxious about it? And then what should I do about it? But those thoughts can give you a great clue about what you're telling yourself and then give you clues about what you can do about those feelings. Another way to accept your feelings is to really be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself that you're noticing these feelings and that you're allowing yourself to be with them and to be in them. You have spent a lot of time avoiding them and a lot of time figuring out how to not let them be. And now that you're allowing them to come, it feels uncomfortable and it feels different. Be kind to yourself about that. I know sometimes people will tell themselves when they're having these emotions that they're weak and that they shouldn't have these feelings. And this is the time to be that good parent to yourself and just say, Oh, I see that there are feelings going on. There's something up with me. What do I need to do to take care of myself? And really be that kind comfort for yourself. Lastly, about accepting these feelings is if they're too strong and they don't subside, it could be beneficial to see a professional and to see somebody who could really help you work through these these emotions. And this is where therapists are great helps to help you maneuver through these feelings. I tell people often when I talk about therapy and why I'm such an advocate of therapy is that people don't need to suffer alone. You don't need to suffer alone. And there is a way out. And talking about these feelings and embracing these feelings with somebody who can help you, who's a professional, is a great way to... Come through the other side and feel really good about yourself. As always, we have a doable with every podcast and today is no different. Today, since we're focused on emotional avoidance, I'm going to challenge you this week is to start noticing more of the feelings and to utilize one of the steps that we were talking about earlier, the steps to accept your feelings. Some of the, Remember the steps were recognize your feelings, talk with people you trust, take an emotional health break, reimagine the thoughts that are in your head, be kind to yourself, or seek out professional help if your emotions are too strong and they're not subsiding. These are great things to do to start now as we're talking about these emotions in order for you to feel better about yourself and feel better about your life. I'm so glad you were part of this podcast. I love talking about all of these wellness tools and ideas for emotional health and how to move through emotional avoidance. This is Kim McLaughlin with Feed Your Soul podcast. We have a new podcast every Monday. I look forward to talking with you next week. Make it a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us.